0: hello everyone give me a minute to light my stogie um I think I'm pretty lit so I'm sitting here waiting on. Governor DeWine of Ohio to make his daily press briefing, um, it should, should start here at two o'clock, it's about almost one thirty now, and that's not why I'm on here to talk to you today. Um, let me peel my glasses back, that reflection I get off the computer screen annoys me, um, So this Sunday, 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 Sunday is what's typically known in the Christian religion as Palm Sunday. This is when Jesus began his uh, trip back to... Jerusalem for Passover, and the people, the believers in Jerusalem, and when I say the believers, I'm talking about the people who believed he was Messiah, and were are ultimately proven right, um, the people put palm leaves and palm branches down on the ground for his donkey to ride across walk across and you know his disciples tell him you know don't go back to Jerusalem if you do you're going to be betrayed well anyway there's a couple ways I can go about explaining this but uh you know he told them that he had to be he had to come back to Jerusalem he had to be betrayed uh, by one of his disciples and crucified to to die for our sins and fulfill the ancient prophecies. Um so Palm Sunday Begins the chain of events that leads to Jesus' betrayal. Trial by Pontius Pilate. Pilate washing his hands and saying that this man has done no wrong. But the Jewish leaders want him crucified. And thus, Pilate washes his hands of the problem. He literally takes a bowl and symbolically washes his hands of the event that is about to take place. And then, you know, that leads to Jesus being beaten by the Roman guards having to carry his own cross up to Mount Calvary and uh, being crucified, dead and buried, being resurrected, and then ascending into heaven. Now, I've got my Bible out because I wanted to make sure I was... uh, See, um, I I was I I wanted to give you guys some reference points, Um, you know, the whole Bible is a good thing to read while you're trapped inside with your kids. Um, You can get a Bible at any, you know, you can get them at Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you do there are many many variations make sure you get what's called the king james version which usually has holy bible printed on the front um if you're able to open it you'll notice it's written in old english where you know look for the words like thee and thou and hither and thither And you'll know it's old English writing. And you'll know it's uh, more than likely a King James Bible. There's also the Living Bible. Which is a more modern translation of the King James Bible. This You can see this is beat up. Me and this Bible have been through some spiritual wars. I'll show you. This is actually the... uh, page and verse i want you to read to your kids this sunday if you don't have church um, but this has some underlinings in it um, if i go back there's some sermon notes from something if i let me find a page see there's more highlights there there was a few pages in here where i was really going at it Here's where it's kind of broken in half from me using it so much. Um, Here in one of the margins, I have the year 2014, which is when I highlighted this chapter. Apparently there was something going on in my life in 2014 that that chapter applied to. But you see a lot of highlighting and underlining going on there. Um but a good starting point is um, in the book of Matthew this uh, Sunday if you're not having church and it's a very interesting read um, because it's it's got everything to it man Um, it's a great story and Like I said, starts when I'll just read a couple of verses to you. Matthew 26 verse 1. When Jesus had finished this talk with his disciples, he told them, verse 2, as you have known the Passover celebration beginning Begins in two days, and I shall be betrayed and crucified. Um, and then it goes on through 26. That's a pretty long chapter. Whoa, more sermon notes falling out. Um, Matt. Matthew 27 and 28. These are the last 3 chapters of the book of Matthew. So, you know, maybe you could start like on I don't know, start on Palm Sunday. On uh, this week if it were a normal week and churches were open, which is what got my myself going today. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while actually, but, um, not my snuffy nose, but, um, so Palm Sunday is, it's a representative day. It's not like the actual day, you know, down to the day and minute and time, but you have Maundy Thursday, which is the night of uh, the Last Supper, where we get, pardon me, the communion from. This is the night Jesus is betrayed on Good Friday. We symbolize the day that he is crucified. And then uh, three days later, on Easter Sunday, we celebrate his resurrection from the grave. This year, in the United States of America, and around the world, I, I don't. I can only speak to what happens in Wellsville, Ohio, U.S. of A. Um, but w- what we would typically be doing, there would be a Palm Sunday sermon explaining some of what I had just told you and uh, the preacher and so on. They at least bring up the fact that this is the day that Jesus returned to Jerusalem And the people took and laid palm leaves and palm branches, palm branches with the leaves on them, however you want to say it, on the ground, and Jesus rode into town on a donkey. Why would the the king, the savior of the earth, Ride into town on a donkey. Um, back then they called it called it an ass. If I say that now, everyone will giggle. Um, but he rode into town on a donkey because he was supposed to represent humility and humbleness. And, you know, God becoming... Uh, he did represent... I shouldn't say he was supposed to. He was... You know, God coming to flesh to serve mankind and die for our sins. And he wanted to represent humility, not the ceremonious and jewelry and fancy robes that a lot of the Pharisees had taken to wearing. Uh, Jesus' last, well, one of his last prayers to the Father in heaven. He did in private. He, where a lot of the Jewish Pharisees at the time would pray these long, loud prayers and try to outpray one another on street corners and in public squares with their fine robes. Um, and Jesus was like, no, God's the total opposite of that. God loves every man, woman, and child. Um, he doesn't love somebody that dresses finer more than he loves the person who is dressed poorly because they can't afford to dress any better. Um, he doesn't love the person who puts the most in the offering plate any more than he loves the person who puts the least in the offering plate. As long as it's coming from your heart. Um, you know, there's the the tithe rule 10%. Well, maybe your 10% is smaller than your neighbor's 10%. But God still loves you 100%. Um... So this weekend, you know, the, there might not be any Palm Sunday for a lot of you, but you can go to Matthew chapter 20, let me, me cheat, what did I just say, 26, Matt 26, Matthew chapter 26, I might have said 27 before, but anyways, Matthew 26, 27, and 28, Those three books of the Bible, or those three chapters of the book of Matthew in the Bible, are what this Holy Week for Christians is all about. Uh, Again, on Easter Sunday, there probably won't be an Easter Sunday. There will not be churches filled to overflowing uh, with what I call twice a year Christians. You know, some some come thrice a year, three times a year, Christmas Eve, Palm Sunday, and then Easter Sunday. And some only come on Easter Sunday. (laughs) Anyways, that's okay, though. God still loves. Um, But, you know, this Sunday, you know, you're going to, uh probably be able to have you know Easter dinner at home with mom and dad or mom or dad um mom only I don't know whatever but uh you know these things. That we're going through are a test of our faith, um, and I don't feel quite uh, in my stool yet. This uh, pandemic, or epidemic, or virus outbreak, if you will is all a test of our faith. Um, and I believe it's one of the plagues that is prophesied in the Bible. But, you know, t- today, in the middle of Youngstown, Ohio, I saw a sign that said... We'll be here Palm Sunday, or something like that. You're welcome to come Palm Sunday. We'll be here, something of that nature. And I know that the government has asked churches to not have Sunday morning worship, and I want pastors to know that that's unconstitutional. So the government is breaking its own laws, I mean by telling churches not to have service because typically a church service would be a gathering of more than 10 people and um the government they they kept lowering and lowering the bar and they are protecting us from this virus. But There's a big difference. I should say they're lowering and lowering the standard so you don't get confused on what I'm about to say. The government lowered the standard. They started out saying no gatherings with more than 100 people. This is when St. Paddy's Day was coming up. That affected church services. Then they lowered the standard to... Uh, gatherings of not more than 10 people. And I think at one point it was down to five people. There's a difference in going to a bar to get drunk and going to a church to worship. Church is, churches, or church is, however you want to look at it, that physical building You know, we, the Christians, are the body of Christ and we are the church. Wherever two are gathered in his name, he is also there. He, with a capital H, as in Jesus, is also there. Um, So, my point number one is, or was, the government cannot tell churches they cannot meet. It would be against the freedom of religion, which is obvious. It also goes against freedom of assembly. Um, Now, typically, freedom of assembly is uh, for political reasons, you know, like a town hall meeting. But it could also apply to church services, I would think. Um... Point number two, I started to say that the church building, in my opinion, it, for me at least, going to church and being with other believers, other Christians, and I've been to, I grew up Presbyterian. I went to the Church of Christ with my friend Aaron and his family in college, I went, i Prayed for a good church, and God led me to a Pentecostal church. So, pardon me. Soda, cigars, and lunch meat make me burp. Um, that place of refuge. That place of safety. is being closed now because the government asked us to. Pastors felt it was in the best interest of their congregations to not hold church service because of the virus spread. And let's face it, churches are filled with People who are in the, quote, most vulnerable bracket. The senior citizens who have the weakest immune systems. But God doesn't have an immune system. God heals everything. If it's your time to die and it's your time for God to call you home, you're going home, coronavirus or not. If God wants you to live, he is not going to let you catch the coronavirus in his house. And he is not going to take blame for wherever this virus came from. Uh, Whether it was a a person eating a, a rotten bat from some market in China, or that this virus spread from rotten bats in a market in China, whether it was um, a weaponized virus from from China with love, whether This is one of God's seven plagues that the Bible talks about. God is not going to let you catch that virus. Especially not in his house. Unless he decides it's his time to take you home. So it's a little frustrating to me to see. And they said they prayed on it. I'll give them that. If they prayed and they got the message from God that they needed to close church for a few weeks until this plague passes, that's okay. Um, Now the two pastors that are... Well, I have many pastors that are friends of mine. But uh, two of them have been uh, doing Sunday sermons from... Uh, well, one does it from the an empty church with just him and one other fellow, and the other fellow plays guitar and sings and then the the pastor comes up and preaches and he's also been doing daily inspirational messages from the church the other past one of my other pastor friends um They've been doing a Sunday service online too. And, you know, they do it where there's one or two people of the church worship, worship, worship. I always get crap for how I pronounce worship or worship with my accent. I always said worship. Like, and then Chuck Northcutt, my friend, said worship. Yeah, worship. Worship, what worship? I'm like, you know, when you go to church and worship God. And then a friend a, a third friend who was listening to <laughs> he was listening to me and Chuck going back and forth like Abbott and Costello doing who's on first. Uh, my friend Mock said no Chuck, he means w- worship, like church service. <laughs> Chuck's like, oh worship. I'm like it's W-O-R O R or pronounced or worship. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so back to my point. I uh, I just think it's a little disheartening and heartbreaking that this might be the year without an Easter. And, you know, yeah, the Easter egg hunts and things like that, I kind of missed too for the kids. But at the end, Easter Sunday is about the resurrection of Christ. Proving that he was the Messiah. And it's been documented by other historians. Okay, if you don't want to believe this, Okay, if you don't want to believe the Bible, which I take as the living, breathing Word of God and an official historical record. Uh, If you don't want to believe that, there are other, um, you know, Roman historians and people that note, that have written about, you know, this man that claimed to be the Messiah. They say that I say he was the Messiah. This man who was the Messiah who died and rose from the grave, and there were other witnesses to saw the whirlwind come down and take him up to heaven, also. Um, non Christians, non believers, people who were not his disciples. So This Sunday, Palm Sunday, if your church is not operating, start with Matthew 26 and talk to your kids. Read to them. It's a great story. It's got mystery, intrigue, drama, everything you could want in a story. And it was when it is, was, when, will be, 100% true. And so it just bothers me that churches are closing up their doors because they're afraid that a virus is going to spread through their congregation when our faith in God is supposed to teach us and tell us and we're supposed to believe that The spirit of God is stronger than a virus. And so we don't have to close church doors out of fear of a virus spreading. We don't have to close church doors because the government tells us to. Um, You know, we do have to obey the government to an extent. You know, Jesus even says in the Bible when they ask him about Why do we have to pay taxes to Caesar when the Romans treat us so badly? And he tells his disciple, you know, give to God what is God's and give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And then he tells him to go to the uh, ocean or the sea and pull out a fish. And that when you pull that fish out, there will be a gold coin in its mouth. And of course the disciple does what Jesus says. And he goes and pulls the fish out of the water. And the fish has a gold coin in its mouth. And Jesus says, now take that to Caesar, the Roman emperor. So, yes, we do have to obey the government to a point. But if we want to have church services during our Holy week. I feel that we should have those services. Um, and we should not fear a virus. God will protect us from the virus. Um, so just, I don't know, troubling to me that, you know, this, is, this could be remembered as. The year with no Easter. Unless. You know. We as Christians make our own Easter services. In our homes. Read our Bibles. Like I said. Matthew 26 is a good place to start. If you're somebody that goes to church. Um. And depends on that as your. Worship. Um. You can worship at home. Um, You can get on YouTube and do something useful for a change and watch a church service with your family in your living room. You can read from your Bible to your kids. You can, uh, again, like I said, on YouTube, put in uh, the words Christian music and listen to worship music. Um, Hillsong is a great one. Uh, there's an a alternative Christian rock band called Third Day which I'm a big fan of. So, and, you know, while you're listening to this, if you've never listened to it before, sometimes you can get uh, like a karaoke version with the words, you know, scrolling on the screen. Or sometimes you can just flat out put your head down and, and pray and focus on this, the lyrics and the song um, you know, um the band Creed is not a Christian band, I finally have to admit it. But um Jennifer Knapp, um, she's a great one. Amy Grant, um, Mercy Me. You know, these are all, you know, very good Christian bands. If you're somebody that Um, goes to a church service where they play, you know, uh, have a worship team, they usually call it. I call it a band. But if they have a band that plays, you know, hymns instead of singing them out of a book, you know, those are some good artists you can listen to on YouTube uh, and have your own church service, you know. Crack out your own Bible and read it aloud to your family. And put on the worship music and just sit there and, you know, groove to the music and and focus on God. Um, But, anyways, it's just some thoughts I had over the last couple days. uh, Because I'm disappointed that this, for many people, is going to be almost like a year without Easter Sunday. Um, Some people call it Risen Sunday. Some people just say he is risen um, because there's something about Easter and some i don't I forget ask Dirk Hall I can't remember um, he doesn't say happy Easter he's a good pastor friend of mine, but he prefers to say he is risen because Easter um, is has something to do with a pagan uh, god of womanhood or something Um, sorry i'm getting way way off track but i I just don't want this to be a a year without easter i wish churches would you know go against what the government's recommending and open their doors for palm sunday and easter sunday and i wish they never would have closed their doors period because god is stronger than a virus He's not going to let your congregation die off because they were in his house being part of his body. So, with that, God bless you. Pray for one another, um, pray for our civic leaders, our president, our Congress. Uh, and governments all around the world they're making decisions on how to bend the curve and keep this virus at its lowest and I think if we prayed to God he would just end it today if we all got together and had one, one great moment of prayer so that's my story and I'm sticking to it God bless you God love you. Pray for one another and have a great day.